This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Kenny Stein joining us now, Institute for Energy Research. You are the Vice President of Policy. Welcome, Kenny. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you joining us. Now, we, as you know, in Colorado, we're a pretty big, um, not only supporter, but producer of natural gas, and yet we, and I feel strongly, and I'm sure you do as well, that that can be a very big part of our natural resources, what we do as a country, the export of as well. Where are we at when it comes to the Department of Energy along those lines? So just uh, on Friday, it was last week, the Biden administration announced that they were pausing approvals of any new uh, LNG, liquid, uh, liquefied natural gas exports. Uh, the approval for any new terminals for exports. Why? And so, well, <laughs> they didn't exactly explain why. They said that they wanted to do a study and review uh, the national security implications and the environmental implications and the climate change implications. Um, but it's basically the, this is part of the, what, why many people are very upset about this, is because their announcement was very vague. They didn't announced that they were doing a study to determine X. They just said, we're pausing for a few months while we reevaluate. So it's, it's an incredible, incredible injection of uncertainty. Uh, but it's obviously, uh, you know, it's obviously a political action. But right. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's very, the, the timing is very unfortunate. It's actually because the, just the, the United States just uh, recently, in the, within the last year, became the largest LNG exporter in the I, world. Well, you know, yeah, I, was, I just pulled up because I wanted to kind of see, you know, where does most of our liquefied natural gas actually come from? And I pretty well, I mean, I knew this, but I wanted to verify that I was accurate before I actually said something. I didn't want to misspoke uh, or misspeak, I should say. But it's us and Qatar that are the leaders in that, correct? Right. And, we, and Qatar had been the leader for a long time. Until just the last couple of years, the United States has massively increased our capacity and started exporting uh, all over the world, but especially to Europe. Okay, so, and I, again, I, you, I know you don't know, but, you know, speculatively speaking, could there possibly be something where somebody from the likes of Qatar are saying, hey, guys, wait a minute, time out, no, 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 we, you know, you guys already do enough of that, we don't need any more in the marketplace, we want to be able to control prices and so on, stop. Well, there's there's certainly been evidence that uh, not just Qatar but other other uh, Middle Eastern uh, uh, kingdoms right. uh, they do fund political activism in the United States, uh, including including sometimes environmental groups. Um, I don't I, you don't have any evidence in this particular uh, event, but 
because this this decision is so opaque, a, a lot of people are attributing it to a TikTok influencer got the attention of people in the White House about an LNG export terminal. So when when that's the process for the oh, decision making. So we're going to let we're going to let an influencer now make policy decisions for the United States of America. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. And I guess I, I, I didn't see this particular influencer. What's their I mean, do they just not like it because it's un, unfriendly to the environment or there's some other form of impact to us as a country? You know, I, I didn't see it. So what was the influencer saying? Well, the great irony, of course, is that it's actually better for the environment, even if your concern is climate change. Agree. LNG, more LNG is actually it's cleanest we've got. Global yep, you're right. Yeah. Flat out. But, so but the, this influencer apparently uh, decides to zone in on there's a specific terminal that's, that's in the approval process down in Louisiana, uh, in Calcasio Pass, which is there's already LNG export terminals in the area. There's lots of refining in the area. Right. Uh, you know, the, there, there's a lot of natural gas produced in Texas and Louisiana right there. So it's it's just an addition to already existing infrastructure. But it's a very would be a very large export terminal. And this influencer decided that this terminal was somehow the death of the environment and started beating the drum for stopping oh, this particular project. And it got, you know, it went somewhat viral on social media and people in the White House started paying attention and it became, uh, all right, let's, let's stop LNG exports now. Which I've said over and over again, and I'll keep saying it, and I'm sure you guys look at this constantly knowing what you guys do at the in- Institute for Energy Research. Kenny, I know one of the – there's several ways, but one of the ways we can help start chipping away at our $34 trillion in debt is by doing this very thing you're talking about. Am I, am I right or wrong in saying that? Oh, sure. So uh, on, the, on the one hand, the direct, the direct impact on the debt, you've, obviously there are, there's plenty of federal lands where the yep. natural gas is produced. Yep. And so that is, that's money directly into the Treasury. But then you've also got all the, the impact, even you know, pr- drilling on private lands and state lands. There's, yeah, sure, there, there's, there's fees, people, taxes, and so on that come in from that, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. and the royalties that go to landowners, those landowners that spend that money, true. you know, the company, true. There's this it all redounds through the economy, and that improve, you know, it increases tax revenues in general, yeah. and you know, it helps, it helps with our, you know, our balance of payments because in, you know, that anything that we're exporting is accounting for things that we're importing, so it, it is uh, economically, it is absolutely uh, a net benefit. Grow, if it grows the overall economy, that you know makes our, our debt-to-GDP ratio look a little better if we've got a growing economy. So it's, it's absolutely, there's no, there's no economic downside. Right. I would think in an election year, you know, whatever, influencers can do whatever they want to do, and I guess in this case their influence actually worked, but you would think in an election year where people are literally, you know, struggling at certain stages, depending upon where they're at, where they're buying groceries and so on, what their income level and that is like, really struggling when it comes to, you know, energy, energy prices. I know here in Colorado, our, you know, PUC, the the local company here, XL Energy, they're looking to do a 9 to 10% increase in gas prices. I mean, these are things, Kenny, that are affecting every single person, no matter what income level you're at. You would think that this would be a universal talking point. Why would this current administration not want to help out in that area, knowing that's going to be a hot button? Well, for one, it's, this isn't a new thing. They've, they've, they've for three years now they've been doing everything they can to suppress 
both oil and natural gas production domestically in the United States. Agree. It's an ideological crusade. I agree. So it's not it's not that they just in and and now it's an election year and they're and they're not backing down. They're they're continuing. Well, and that, and that, yeah. Sorry, forward. I mean that was my point. Yeah, everything you just said correct. We talk about it on this program a lot. In fact, I've got a guest coming up here about on the finance end of things. We'll get into that gives me a market update every Thursday. We, he and I talk about that. Continually, so yeah, no, you're correct. My point is, you would think heading now down the backstretch into the election that you might want to take a little different tone on some of that, given that this is a very direct reflection into what people are doing when it comes to inflation, the cost of goods that they're buying on a daily basis. Well, the the calculation in the White House is the, is the complete opposite. They think that restricting domestic energy production is a vote winner for them. They think. That they they believe some of this these push polls basically that where the the Gen Z and young millennials all they care about is climate change and this is something they can do on climate change. Well, now, they've, they've completely misinterpreted things. Yeah, thank you. Care that much? Yes, but uh, people care as long as they don't have to pay more for anything. So, but this is what they think in their minds. Partly because these are all people that have lit they've spent their careers in Washington, D.C., and they right. don't know very many people that live in the real world. They think that increasing energy costs is somehow going to be a vote winner. Yeah, no, it's, it, I can tell you right now, no, it's not. In fact, that's one of the, you know, between that and immigration, those are two biggies that, frankly, any politician running for dog catcher even should be talking about because these are big things that most people find very universal. It's not dividing. Most people are in agreement that they're paying too much in a lot of different areas, whether gas prices at the pump are down or not isn't, isn't really the issue. It's everything else they're spending money on from heating their homes and so on, Kenny, as you know. And again, one of those things that I feel is universal and even though there may be a faction, fraction maybe is the right way to say that, of voters, because really they are a very small fraction of voters, if you start talking about the group you just mentioned a moment ago that might even be able to buy into that, the reality is there is probably 80% of other voters that aren't going to buy into this. Right, that's true. And here's the the thing, though, is that because this is a, this is a very narrow thing, and it's hard, you know, they say, oh, we're going to pause LNG export. A lot of people don't understand, you know, don't necessarily know what that means. You know, the and the, the impact of energy on inflation, yeah, you see gas prices at the pump, but, you know, higher energy prices redound throughout the economy. All transportation is more expensive. That makes your groceries more expensive. That makes anything yep. you're buying at the, at the store is more that's expensive right. because of transportation. So all that all that's kind of unseen, though. So people don't necessarily know that all this, all these efforts that the administration is doing to raise energy costs—that's raising the prices of everything, yep. not just the get, not just gas. So You're, they can do something that that sounds good to a small niche of their of mm. their political base, um, and they basically just hope that the the wider public doesn't make the connection between what they're doing and the inflation that they're experiencing. All the more reason why we need folks like you around to spread the word. Institute for Energy Research. How do we find you, or how do my listeners find you? Pretty, pretty easy. Institute for Energy Research Awesome, Kenny. You're welcome anytime. Appreciate the update. And if anything changes, please let us know. Sure, absolutely. You're very welcome. Have a great evening. Geno's Auto Service is next. I was talking to Steve today, by the way, the owner of Geno's, back and forth, doing a few things there, which I'll, I'll put a plug in for uh, Steve at Geno's right now. A lot of you guys that listen, you're in the automotive world. He's looking for a great technician. 
If you are somebody that would like to go to work for Steve, just apply within. He would love to have you as a team member as long as you meet what his qualifications are, which, by the way, are pretty high. So if you're a great technician, you want a great place to work, go to Geno's Auto Service. But it's a great place to take your vehicle, get it get it worked on and handled, much because of what I just said a moment ago because of the caliber of workers that he actually has. Geno'sAutoService.com, and Geno starts with a J. Have you had your oil changed recently? Take advantage of savings on Geno's oil change service this month. Geno's semi and full synthetic oils protect your car's engine. Old oil gets less effective at lubrication and absorbing the heat of your engine. Geno's complete lube service includes five quarts of oil, a Napa Gold oil filter, and 35-point digital inspection. Importantly, our oil change service is done by trained ASC technicians, which is not always the case at quick lube businesses. We offer loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when it's ready. Visit us online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is a Napa Gold member and located at Bulls and Platte Canyon. At Geno's, we know a well-maintained vehicle will take care of you, and it all starts with consistent oil change service. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Veteran windows and doors, if you've noticed some drafts, things don't close quite right, or you would just like to change the look of your home, give veterans a call today. Find them at klzradio.com. Veteran windows and doors simplifies and streamlines your new window installation. They will alleviate the scheduling issues of a multi-window installation by completing the entire process for you typically within two days. And veteran windows and doors follow stricter installation guidelines than what is required in the industry because that is their business model, to do right by you, the customer. Veteran makes sure every window is properly flashed, insulated, and sealed, so you can be 100% confident in a job done right every time. Veteran's crew consists of vetted, trusted, and insured technicians, so you know you will always be in good hands. They also offer a five-year installation guarantee. This month, they will take 40% off both product and installation when you buy eight or more windows. Start saving today by going to klzradio.com window. That's klzradio.com window. All right, group insurance analysts, if you're looking for medical insurance all the way down to homeowners, they have you covered. E-GIA.com. Finding the right home and auto insurance can be confusing, and picking the wrong plan can cost you thousands of dollars more out of your pocket. You need an expert in home and auto insurance to help you find the best coverage that fits your needs and at the very best premium. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance, and his team of home and auto insurance specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you shop the market so that you get the right coverage at the right price. GIA never charges fees, and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Receive the local hands-on service that you don't get with a call center or online. Whether it is your home, auto, classic car, or liability insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. Get more without paying more. Genesis 1-3 Electric, if you've got any electrical problem at all, you want to make an upgrade, make a change, give them a call today. Find them at klzradio.com. Genesis 1-3 Electric owner Dustin Fulton follows his faith in how he runs his business. Dustin's brother was a master electrician who taught Dustin the ropes. Then when his brother left for law school and took his certifications with him, Dustin wanted to continue his dream. 
he got his master electrician certification, and the rest is history. Now as owner of Genesis 1-3 Electric, Dustin has made biblical values central to his philosophy with several of his kids working for him. Dustin relishes every opportunity to teach all his employees Christ-like values and the importance of taking care of others, which has allowed them to help their clients in ways that other contractors lack. Excellence and integrity are two of Genesis's core drivers that Dustin dutifully passes down to his kids and employees alike, and it's been that way since they started. For the highest quality electrical services, reach out to Genesis 13 Electric at klzradio.com slash light. And let there be light. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Marianne with Brightview Landscaping Services said, I would just like to say that we really enjoy working with BES. If I need a toner, I just make a call and they send it out right away. If we have any issues with our equipment, which we rarely do, they come out right away and our copier that we lease works very well. I would highly recommend this company to any business that's interested in having great customer service and equipment that works great. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or need service on equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, speaking of new bills, and it's this time of the year where you're going to see more and more of these coming down the pike. Now, I don't have a crystal ball. This is something, though, that I have been talking about for several years now. And I predicted that if things didn't change, you would see some things happen at the Golden Dome that would change it. And truckers, I'm talking to you. I'm sorry, but I'm going to talk to you. New bill, Senate Bill 100, would prohibit semis from using the left lane on I-70 through Colorado's mountains. Now, as I've predicted, this was coming. Because you guys get in the left lane and sometimes just park there, and I don't know why. Now, I'll also make another prediction. If this bill passes, and I'm guessing it will, you'll see it expand to other parts of our highway system in Colorado. And I hate to say this, but you you truckers, you're to blame for this. You've not self-monitored your industry well enough to where now these things are going to start having an effect. And I don't like new laws. I've said that numerous, numerous times. But I also will tell you this. I hate trucks in the left lane. You guys already know my feelings on that. Unless you can keep up with traffic and or keep going faster than the traffic, get out of the left lane. Period. I don't care what you are. I mean, you could be a box truck. I don't care. Get out of the left lane. You don't need to be there. First of all, if you're keeping up with traffic in the left lane as any kind of a truck, you're driving too fast. Period. There's but a few exceptions to that. If you're in the left lane as a truck, box truck even, you're driving too fast. You shouldn't be there. And I see it happen almost daily. So my prediction is that you'll most likely see Senate Bill 100 pass. It'll go through the House, no problem, because the Democrats are in charge and they like control, and they like controlling these things, so this will pass. And then don't be surprised if a year or two down the road it doesn't happen on all highways in Colorado. That's my prediction. And you guys are to blame because you won't stay out of the left lane. Now, I know there's a lot of great truckers out there to listen to me that agree with everything I'm saying right now that you're not who I'm talking to. You know who you are. I'm not talking to you. 
I'm talking all the knuckleheads out there that, by the way, probably shouldn't even be behind the, the wheel of a commercial truck that are, that for some odd reason think it's a race car. And they can just drive in the left lane all day long, no problem. And I see them every single day. I won't even tell you the name of the companies. In fact, I don't know that I can keep track of all of them. There's so many. But they shouldn't be there. And, and I've said it before. It's going to come to pass. The legislature's going to get ticked. People are going to complain enough. And they'll pass laws keeping you out of it. Now, this particular law would prohibit traveling in the left lane on I-70 between Morrison and Glenwood Springs, which, by the way, is a long stretch, under a bill that will be debated at the legislature. And I, I'm guessing the trucking industry will be down there lobbying hard. Good luck. Good luck. Commercial vehicles defined in Colorado are ones that are used for commerce that weigh at least 16,001 pounds or over. So there's a lot of you, box trucks and so on, that this will apply to. Now, on top of that, I believe it also will make you carry chains on Interstate 25 west of I-25. Not going up the hill, but west of I-25. Now, that's a huge burden. For a lot of commercial operators, myself included, because I don't run up the mountain, but I do run in that area a lot, and nobody wants to chain up in town. It's dumb. So, again, you guys in that industry, you should have been policing and talking about this among yourselves, chastising your own for doing the very thing that I'm talking about, because now you're all going to get penalized, myself included, because of the knuckleheads that won't stay out of the left lane. I don't get it. I've talked about this, I don't know how many times on this program in the last four or five years. A ton. Too much, by the way. To the point where I just got tired of talking about it. Didn't matter anyways. You guys weren't going to stay out of it, so quit talking about it. Well, now what? Now you're going to have a law. On top of that, you're going to have a law that makes you chain up west of I-25. Not all the way up towards, you know... Uh, you know, uh, 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 Denver West, where you normally chain up now to go up the mountain. No, it won't be on I-70 at Denver West. It's going to be west of I-25 now. So, again, and, and, and those of you that are listening, I know there's probably some of you that are in the, the trucking association here in Colorado that listen, because we have tons and tons of listeners. I, I guarantee you some of you are listening. Why as an association did you not fix this on your own? We in the automotive world, we fix all sorts of things on our own as associations. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you fix this? Because now you're going to have more load to bear. Prices go up for everybody that's going to now be carrying different things and having to chain up and so on. So you're not helping the end customer either. And at the end of the day, it's hurting you. It's hurting all of us, by the way. But I guarantee you this will pass. Why? Because of everything I've said leading up to now. You won't stay out of the left lane. You cause accidents by being in the left lane. You're driving too fast in the left lane. I can go down the list. You're the root cause of this. No one else. And Democrats love control. Okay, now, in this particular case, this is coming from a Newcastle Republican. Not even a Democrat, but the Democrats will jump on board, trust me. So Senator Perry Will, a Newcastle Republican and other and another lead sponsor of the bill, said that the that any step that they can keep the I-70 corridor open needs to be taken. Guys, I don't know if I can argue with them on that. We see constantly trucks in the left lane driving too fast, having an accident, blocking things up. It happens in the winter. It happens in the summer. Because you guys won't stay out of that lane. 
And as I've said, mark my words, this will pass. You guys won't stay out of the left lane everywhere else. And pretty soon there'll be a law statewide, no trucks in the left lane. Stupid, 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 stupid. Sorry for using that word, but stupid. You guys as an industry, stupid. This is your own fault, no one else's. You caused this. Yeah, I'm coming down hard on truckers because you caused this. No one else did. And I'm, again, I'm not speaking to those of you that listen to me regularly that aren't that, because I know there's a lot of you that do. But there's a lot of them out there, a lot of you out there that don't listen, a lot of truckers out there, I should say, that don't listen, that park in the left lane and shouldn't be there. So I'll move on. I'll leave it with that. You guys all know me. This is one of the, one of the big sticking points for me and has been for a while. I didn't, I've said this over and over again, I didn't want to see legislation. But I told you all it was coming. I've said it time and time again. If you don't get out of the left lane, there will be a law stopping you from it. And no, it won't be me starting it. But somebody will. And guess what? That day arrived. Dumb. I don't understand why people won't listen at times. You guys could have policed your own and eliminated this. You guys all have radios, the ability to communicate and so on. Police your own and get this stopped. Now there'll be a law. I I have nothing to say. This is of your own doing that this is coming. And it's going to affect a lot of other people now besides just you. A lot of other companies, I should say, besides just you. So I'll leave it at that. I'm sorry to announce that. Some of you probably are cheering. I'm not cheering because it's because of things you won't do on your own that this is now happening. And I said that all along. I feel like I'm talking to my kids. Literally, I feel like I'm talking to my kids. It's the, it's the, I told you so. You know, you guys all do this with your kids at times. I'm now doing it with you as truckers. I told you so. And you didn't listen. And here we are. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. Now, I've told you this before as well. Have your plumbing ready to go. Make sure there's no issues. Make sure that you're taking care of business, and they can come out and even do some inspections for you to make sure that everything is in proper order. That's Hi-Fi Plumbing. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Membership with High Five Plumbing means you won't be left in the cold. There were thousands of emergency plumbing calls due to frozen pipes during the last freeze. Ultra affordable membership with High Five Plumbing means that you get priority scheduling in an emergency. It also means that you get discounted pricing on any service and allows you to be proactive to prevent freezing pipes in your home. High Five will perform annual inspections on your plumbing to ensure that you're prepared for all seasons. And as a member, you won't ever pay service fees. High Five also offers a free annual water heater inspection as part of a membership that will breathe life into your plumbing equipment so that it lasts longer. High Five memberships will save you money and keep your home prepared. Call High Five for this by going to klzradio.com plumbing and join the club. I clog my toilet. Premier Home Remodels, if you've thought of a project, but man, this is daunting. I don't know what to do. I don't even know where to start. Give Premier a call today. Find them at klzradio.com. Premier Home Remodels is fully transparent in every aspect of your home remodel. 
They take customer service to the next level with their online portal, offering you daily updates, progress photos, and even a calendar to track your remodel process. Their portal also allows you to access benchmarks for payments and presents the licenses of each tradesman on site, so you know you're always in safe and skilled hands. And they want you to share design ideas and photos that inspire you so every aspect of the plan is what you want. Premier maintains full transparency by professionally documenting project progress with before and after photos, so you are always up to date. You want a team that will always inform you every step of the way with your remodel. Contact Premier Home Remodels by going to klzradio.com slash remodel. That's klzradio.com slash remodel. Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning, cold weather coming in. Make sure that you're dialed in, your furnace is dialed in. If you're looking to just do an upgrade, even as spring hits and we get into summer, they can do that as well on your air conditioning. Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning. Find them at klzradio.com. You never know what you're getting into when it comes to an HVAC system in a newly leased tenant-finished office space or store. But Cub Creek Heating and AC does. Cub Creek can be your company's heating and AC manager, so you can give back to business now. They follow a rigorous quarterly 21-point inspection, proactively preventing you from losing heating or cooling. Most HVAC companies have different teams for furnaces and air conditioners, but with Cub Creek, you get both in one team, so they get to know your entire system better. Cub Creek doesn't just swing by and change your filters occasionally. They understand your particular needs and equipment, so they'll be better able to prevent outages that cost you big time. Ream Pro Partners Cub Creek Heating and AC are fully licensed in all techs or AO.com slash HVAC and get back to business. All right, John Canada, he is our cybersecurity expert. When it comes to your business, make sure that you're fully protected. In fact, you might think you are, but really, are you? Find out today. Give John a call. Find him at klzradio.com. John the Cyber Guy is keenly aware that there are bad people out there who want to steal your company's data and money. You hear about it all the time. A hacker steals sensitive customer information and demands a ransom before leaking it to the public or selling it on the dark web. Or a hacker enters a company's private network through an employee's home computer. The cost of ransomware and the associated loss of reputation from these attacks can cripple your business. John Kanata, the cyber guy, will protect your business and your customers from these bad actors. He and his team know the complex and ever-changing world of cybersecurity. They'll monitor your systems and protect your business from security threats around the clock. And they can do it at a price that works with your small business budget. Wondering if your business is vulnerable to the latest threats? Talk to John the Cyber Guy today to find out what they can do to properly protect your business. Go to klzradio.com slash cyber or call 720-593-6688. Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, we are back. Scott Garlis will be joining us here in just one moment. I want to finish up on my last rant. Several of you, even truckers, texting me and saying, yeah, you know, you're right. I, and just so you all know, I don't like new laws. I, I, I absolutely hate them. We have enough laws already, and I really have no idea why 
the Carrier Association. That's who's in charge of our, our truckers and so on. Why they didn't do a better job of policing this and making sure this didn't happen is beyond me. They didn't help you guys out at all, by the way. I'm sorry. I'm going to point fingers where, where it's due. They didn't help you guys. They should have been talking to all of their members, talking about this, making it a bigger deal, making some of the larger trucking companies you know, talk to their drivers and really eliminate this as much as they possibly could. But I'm here to tell you, it didn't happen. So I don't like seeing it, but it, it's happening as we speak. Scott Garlis joining us now. Scott, how are you, sir? Hey, John, I'm well. How are you today? Market-wise, I'm good. How is market-wise today? Um, you know, I haven't looked at the stock, but everything seems to be going pretty well. Okay. All right. Talk to us about the Fed announcement yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so yesterday, Jerome Powell came out and, and threw the market off a little bit. Um, people going into this meeting were looking for Powell endorse rate cuts in March. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I, I, and I think you and I both would agree that even though I think there's one coming, they weren't going to announce that yesterday. I don't know why Wall Street's shocked by that. That, that's exactly right. So Powell said he doesn't think it's likely. But the big thing he said was, look, everything we're trying to do with inflation, it's happening. It's headed on the right path. And I, But the market sold off at 1.5% on Powell's comment that he thinks it's unlikely that the Fed's going to cut in March. But to your point, if you really step back and think about it, you know the Fed's going to tell you when it's getting ready to hike rates because it's trying to kill economic growth. And if it tells you that, you know, you're going to start maybe pulling back on what you do or, you know, you're not going to spend as much because you're worried about the impact rate hikes might have. So by messaging that stuff, it starts to take care of itself before they even start hiking. But they're not going to tell you that they're going to cut rates because what cutting rates would do in this environment, it would encourage people to take on more risk. Right. And it might drive stock ups and bring back some of that inflation they've been trying to fight, right? No, exactly. And I, like you, and, and I even was talking to this with my boys a little bit. It's like, okay, he's he's not going to signal. I, I wasn't looking. It, honestly, Scott, yeah. what came yesterday is pretty much what I expected. I didn't think he was going to do anything differently. I didn't think there would be any kind of a rate cut. I didn't think there'd be an announcement for a rate cut. I'm confused as to why Wall Street didn't see it this way, because at the end of the oh. day, I didn't see him doing anything outside. I mean, in fact, if I would have had a, an ability to bet and predict, I would have bet on what he did yesterday, and I would have won. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, this doesn't mean that they won't cut rates Agree. when we get to March. It, it's. I mean, it, it might have diminished the chances a bit, but it doesn't mean it can't happen. Um, the other really big thing that came out of this was something we discussed as well, was slowing the, the uh, balance sheet runoff. What they're trying to do is shrink their balance sheet, and by doing that, they're not reinvesting the proceeds of bond holdings that mature back into the bond market, buying treasuries or mortgage-backed securities. But what he said was they're going to talk more about this in March, so... We could get an announcement in March that they're going to slow the pace of uh, letting bonds roll off, and that means they'll start buying more bonds again. And if they do that, that is the equivalent of a rate cut because mm-hmm. when they're buying bonds, they're driving up prices and driving down yields. Right. So, Which means those mortgages and other things start to automatically come down anyways, correct? That, that is exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So in, a, in, a, in essence, they're... They may not be lowering it for the guy with a line of credit, but they're lowering it for everybody else. Yes, 
but the, and the, the guy with the line of credit is going to wind up getting help out in the process, too. Yeah, I, I was going to say, eventually he's going to get his cut as well. And, and I think the way they also look at that is typically the guy with the line of credit, he's got the ability to raise prices on the other end to really not have it be a huge factor anyways, where the guy with the mortgage can't. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. So the, the negative reaction, I, I think it was a bit of an overreaction. Agreed. But I, I, think, I think part of what we saw as well was people that have been up big since you know the end of October, the fourth quarter of last year, in anticipation of rate cuts, that might have been a good good opportunity to say, hey, we made a lot of money in tech stocks. Let's take some of that money off the table and diversify, diversify into other you know, yeah. sectors like, like transportation or industrials, th- things that will do well as the economy continues to broaden out in terms of growth. Okay. When – well, and again, I know you don't have a crystal ball, neither do I, and I, I also realize sure. that even though – Jerome Powell didn't really lead into anything that might be changing down the road. Let's face it, you and I both know that if he decides tomorrow to make that change, he can make that change. That's correct. What it really comes down to, and I don't think people always realize this, while that committee sits around and they all discuss this together, and at the end of the day, Jerome Powell's the guy that decides. Right. It's not. It's everybody else weighs in, but but Powell's the guy that decides whether or not they really cut rates. Correct. Um, so. Correct. so yeah, it's you know this also jives with another thing uh, that we had discussed last week. Was that, was it last week? Uh, yeah, last about week. The, yeah, the, yeah the, the Treasury's quarterly refunding. Uh, right, right. And, and so you know we we have discussed this is a political year coming up. And right. The guys guys sitting in the White House want to get yields down because they want the economy to do well and they want people to feel good about where they are heading in November. Um, so on Monday, the Treasury put out their statement for quarterly refunding. They were expected to announce they needed to borrow $816 billion. Well, they came out and said they only need to borrow $760 billion. That was a big surprise. So so 816 to 760 Yes. Yeah, and that's so a big that difference. Was even, that was lower, uh, I believe, than what they said they needed to borrow in the fourth quarter. Right. And, and the, reason, the reason they're doing this is because if they're issuing less bonds, that means they're not going to have to pay higher rates to attract buyers. So by issuing, by saying they need to borrow less and issue less bonds, they're effectively driving yields on, like the 10-year in particular, lower. And I, I say the 10-year Treasury bond because that is used as a benchmark for a lot of the loans we see in, in this country, you know, in particular, think about housing. Right. So if, if the Treasury can get yields to come down on the 10-year, that sets a benchmark lending rate for a lot of loans, more or less drives it lower. And so, again, it, it's kind of doing the same thing as the Fed is. It's, it's driving borrowing costs down, hopefully makes people feel better about the economy spending and everything else. Yeah, make sure that I'm following correctly and passing this on to listeners correctly. So let's say, for example, sure. that 10-year Treasury bond comes down to a 4% for example, uh, return, you know, somebody could look at that and, you know, in, in the market, they could say, well, wait a minute, I can go to a mortgage-backed security that's at five, uh, maybe, yep. which, by the way, would be down from six, six and a half. So, in, like you say, in essence, it's lowering rates without actually lowering the rate. Exactly. Am I, am um, I, am I, am so I explaining that right? That, that is exactly right. Um, and so, so what they've also done is money market funds because of high interest rates. So there's roughly $6 trillion that are in money market funds right yeah. now. 
And so that that is a huge number. It's a record level, and it keeps growing. And all those people are trying to cash in on high rates because if you have your money uh, at a bank and you want to get money market rates, you know that that's that's just a safe way to go. Right. Think about like CD, CDs. Um, but so what what they're doing is by issue the Treasury also they're, they're skewing their borrowings to shorter dated bills. The money markets only you know basically they buy bonds within the zero months effectively to one year. Okay. So they buy short dated bonds. So by the Treasury borrowing more from the short bonds, that's an easy place to go borrow because. There's six trillion dollars looking for for a home now, and in the process, they're issuing less ten-year bonds. So by issuing less ten-year bonds, you're driving up demand for that. So I, I say all this because I bring it back to the point you just made. If there's less supply and, and more demand, that's going to drive ten-year bond prices up and yields down. Does Got that it. make sense? Yep, sure does. Yep. Yeah, so. The Treasury needs to borrow $760 billion. There's $6 trillion in money market funds. So effectively, they, they can't issue everything in short-dated bonds, but if they could, they could borrow almost 10 times what they need in the money markets and not have to do anything on the long end. Got so it. they could crush long-end yields. Got it. Got it. Okay, so, and I know there's, again, like I said a moment ago, no crystal ball. I don't have one. You don't have one. I'm not surprised at yep. what happened yesterday. And when you know, I don't. I don't know this. I was going to ask you. When's the next Fed meeting? Is it February or March? It's in March. Okay. So, I. This is hard to predict this far out because we've got a lot that'll happen between February and, and March, and with it being leap year, there's one extra day, so it even makes February a little bit more quirky than what it normally would be. But I, I would not be surprised if there wasn't a quarter point cut in March. On the same token, Scott, I could see them doing the exact same thing they just did yesterday. Uh. It's definitely a possibility. Now, one of the things you have to remember is that the Fed isn't going to cut when it gets close to. They never do. I mean, they could, but when it gets close to the election. Right. So September is, is probably the last time they'll yep. do anything. So, so, okay, yeah. So, you know what? That's a great That's a great, um, a great way to look at it. So if you look at the spread out of this, and I'm going to have to just write some of this out because that's just how my brain works. So. Let's say, for example, sure. they don't do anything in March, but they decide. And, and when are the meetings? I don't have that in front of me. They, okay, so they have eight meetings a year, two a quarter. So that means between now and September, there are five more meetings. And the Fed has already said they're going to lower rates three times. So you throw out the October, end of October, beginning of November meeting. That means the next one after that is December, which is after the election. So what the Fed has told you, if they're going to cut rates three times this year, they have six meetings to do so, right? So you're so, looking at maybe like March, May, August. Yeah, or or you're looking at you're looking at one every other meeting between now and the end of the year. Yeah, I, I mean, can see that. So they could come very quickly, or if they go for a full percentage point, that means you know four. It means one of them has to be almost a half. Yeah, or they're going to do back to back quarter point basis cuts. Good point. Good point. I, again, we don't have a crystal ball. I can see that happening. I'm with you. I think they've got everything done, frankly, by August 1st of September. I don't think they do anything after that. It's getting too close to the election. I also feel like if they know they have to do this, it's, and I think, again, Jerome just gave his poker face yesterday on purpose because he doesn't want to yeah. upset the apple cart. He knows that if he's going to start doing anything by election time, there has to be one coming in March or it's not going to happen. 
it would seem that way, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you know if you if you just look at it mathematically, like we just did. Now, I also know they could do they could decide. You know what? We changed our mind. We're not going to do three cuts. We're going to do two big ones. We're going to do you know two half points. You know, they're not going to announce that, of course. But they could say, "Listen, I'm yeah. going to do a half and a half." They could easily do that as well. Not do anything in March. Come back, do a half and a half. I, you know, who knows, Scott? I'm not them. Yeah, the the only reason I would think they would try to shy away from doing a half those are big jumps. Yes, exactly, and they don't want to scare anybody. So I would say they'd be more inclined to do a quarter, a quarter, a quarter, a quarter, you know, and just just yep. go slow, yep. and people feel better about that. Now, because yeah, again, things, that big jump says, wait a minute, we're scared, we're worried about the economy, we're really going to tackle this. That in, in what you're saying is they'd be more reserved and just do a quarter. To go from saying it's not likely we're going to cut rates in March to all of a sudden cut fifty basis points. That would probably freak people out. Yeah, I agree with that. That would be like, we might have a problem. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I think you're spot on. I guess we'll see what happens here over the course of the next And again, there'll be other data and things that come out between now and then as well. And the question's going to be, will the economy look better or worse by the time they get to March? You know, the Atlanta Fed put out a GDP Now estimate today. I believe it was in the 4-plus percent range. For the next quarter, for that's for the first quarter. If that winds up being the case, uh, I mean that would that would mean the economy's doing really well. I, I would be a bit surprised by that. And these numbers can jump all over the place because something could happen in the next next estimate they put out. It could drop down to one and a half percent. Right. You never know. I, I don't get too excited about that. But you've got to look at the trend over the quarter. But w- what I am really interested in is that if I'm an investor, I'm I'm very interested in buying bonds right now okay. because. Every everything I see is inflation is going low, lower. Even if you know some of these GDP numbers and, and things we look at, but looking at the monthly pace of inflation growth over the last six months, the trend is definitely down. And so, forecasting it out, I mean, there's a there's potential the Fed could see you know core inflation growth below two percent by by April by March. Okay. So that would definitely lend toward cutting rates, and then. You know, looking over in uh, Europe, we saw some big numbers out of Europe in terms of inflation from Germany and France yesterday and the Eurozone this morning. Again, inflation there is really slowing down. And then the next couple months, if it keeps going at the pace it's grown over the last six, it could be below 2%, uh, I want to say, by March there. So if you're a bond investor, all the things we just talked about, if yields are coming down, inflation's coming down, the Fed's going to cut, that's going to drive yields down. That's going to drive bond prices up. So I would want to think about owning some bond ETFs. I would look at things like the TLT, which is a ticker symbol. Uh, it's the iShares 20-plus Treasury Bond Fund. Okay. So 20-plus year Treasury Bond Fund. So basically that's going to benefit the most from rate cuts uh, because long bond prices will go up. You could look at something like, uh, hang on a second, IEI is a ticker symbol. That is the iShares three to seven year Treasury bond fund. Again, those are longer dated. That'll benefit a lot from from interest rate cuts. Or you could look at something like uh, the ticker symbol is SHY. That is the iShares one to three year Treasury bond fund. And again, this will be, this will benefit, but not as much as the longer dated ones. Gotcha. Okay. Good info. And they can follow you where? How do they get a hold of you, Scott? Yeah, so um, you can go to marketwise.com. You can come check out all of our free stuff. You can check out our paid stuff. 
you can follow me, C. Scott Garlis, on Twitter, or you can also follow me on LinkedIn and sign up for a free daily letter. Awesome. Scott, as always, appreciate you, man. Have a great evening. Hey, John, thanks for your time. You bet. Have a great weekend as well as he heads into that tomorrow. Golden Eagle, or no, Flesh Law is next. Let me get this right. Kevin Flesh, civil or criminal, doesn't matter what it is. If you need representation or advice, he is the guy to call, 303-806-8886. Get relief from Flesh and Beck Law. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is to call him right now at 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after the accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. All right. If you're looking for a doctor much like Dr. Kelly and you want to have the right care without being you know, told what to do, how to do it, what big pharma says, what big insurance says, that's Dr. Scott. Give him a call today at 303-663-6990. Do you want to improve your health, fitness, and beauty? Are you an athlete recovering from an injury? A weekend warrior who is sore from your last workout? Do you have a chronic medical condition trying to meet a health and wellness goal? Or maybe you are looking for a great doctor who thinks the way you do. Dr. Scott Faulkner and Castle Rock Regenerative Healthcare is your path to a healthier tomorrow. Owner Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Worried about being lost in the crowd of impersonal health care? Fear not. Dr. Scott is a big-picture doctor, not beholden to big pharma like some other providers. He takes the time to understand your unique needs and will customize your health care to fit you, your body, and your lifestyle. Reach your full potential and achieve your goals. Call Dr. Scott today at 303 303- 663-6990 or visit him online at castlerockregenerativehealth.com or find him at rushtoreason.com All right, find out if solar's right for you. Give Alan Davis a call today. Find Alan at klzradio.com Alan Davis with Level Engineering knows that the power company is not your friend, that they don't have your best interests at heart. Aside from getting your power back on during an outage, they do three ugly things. First, They install a smart meter on your home to charge you surge fees up to 300% during peak times. Next, they use some of your money to lobby public utility commissions to increase your bill. The power company tries to squeeze money out of you everywhere they can. But Alan Davis has the answer for you. Solar power will allow you to produce your own energy and get the power company out of your wallet. Call Alan Davis of Level Engineering to rid you and your family of the greedy power company and take a major step towards energy independence. You just need to reach out to Alan by going to klzradio.com solar for a free, no-obligation consultation. 
Al Smith, Golden Eagle, if you want somebody directly here that you can talk to face-to-face like Scott, that is Al, 303-744-1128. You need Al Smith's strategy to help you maximize your retirement savings. Your grandparents' retirement was simpler than yours, and years ago, companies managed pensions for employees, and there wasn't much for the retiree to decide. Things have changed, and now it's much more important for you to use a carefully thought-out market strategy. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial helps you make the right calls at the right time to maximize your retirement in this new reality. Al helps you by minimizing tax liability, protecting against inflation, and using specialized tools to stay prepared. He doesn't just use an investing program and set it and forget it. He learns all about you, your goals, and your needs, and Al develops a customized strategy. Don't be passive about your retirement. Contact Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial at klzradio.com money to start strategizing today. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM, and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, that is it for today. Tomorrow's movies, Argyle and Scramble. And instead of movie reviews, we're going to do catchy songs. So get your favorite catchy song title ready. You can start texting those in or call in tomorrow with them as well. But we'll have a few examples of that as well. So no movies tomorrow during the rental hour. It will be catchy songs instead. And, of course, Andy and Richard will talk about the Super Bowl and who potentially may win that. So we'll be back tomorrow. Have a great night. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.